Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. The views and opinions expressed on Young Persons Radio do not reflect those of Radio Free Brooklyn, its team, or management, and should be taken with a grain of salt. Listener discretion is advised. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! Hi! Hi! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby! It's Tim Kang. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Craighead George. It's Monica! Yay! Yay! Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What it's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school? Be out of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. This is meatball. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller, I'm not a fan of the show. No. I've never heard of it before. Are you about to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I yeah, truly can't two. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Testing, 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 testing. Okay, I think we tested it enough. Welcome to Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the call-in show every week here where Colby Smith takes you on a journey that can't really be predicted ever because that's how talk shows work. My name is Alan. You could hear me normally every Thursday here on Radio Free Brooklyn for a show I call Lost and Rewound. Uh, Colby is out this week and uh, has asked me to grace the uh, his with, with grace the 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 streaming site with my uh, drivel. And I guess we're not too far off because he's a dork. I'm a dork. I think I'm a bigger dork than him. So we'll just have to find out the next time he's in the studio with me. Um, but I've been on the show before as a guest, and it's a real privilege to be here for Colby. So shout out to him. Um, just a reminder to everybody that if you are not listening on the mobile app, please do download the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app here. Uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or slash Android, depending on what device you have. And you can listen on the go. It's the easiest way. I have it on my phone, and I have the worst phone. So if you have a really shitty phone or a really great phone, listen to us uh, everywhere you are. There's so much good programming. Sundays in general are just such an amazing day here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Right after this show, we have Point of Order, an amazing sports show. 
and we have the Brooklyn Conversation coming up later in the afternoon. There's even uh, a show about love. It's called What is Love? There's so much out there uh, to talk about, and why not talk about love? Bring it back to the essence. So you can see, hear all these shows this afternoon, as well as so many other shows. Reciprocity Radio with Amanda and uh, Bushwick Junction with Asha. It's a, a good... It's a good day for talk shows. Uh, Radio for Brooklyn is a non-for-profit organization uh, that stays alive with all of the kind contributions from listeners like you. So if you feel like giving it a little bit, just a dollar, to keep this all happening with no problems, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. You can donate as little as a dollar, and every cent will help us stay on the air. Support us. We are uh, able to take your contributions they are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law and yeah support local radio support not-for-profit local radio why not we uh, are all over the place uh, if you want to uh, listen to all of the old episodes of young persons radio make sure to hit up ypr.podomatic.com but for now i'm going to stop talking and i'm going to get to our guest we do have a guest here uh, I was uh, given the task to do whatever I wanted with today's show, and I figured, you know what? I'm going to try and keep it on script. If you want to call in and listen, and also, uh, sorry, if you want to call and listen, really? If you want to call in and have a conversation with us and my guest, you can do so. The number here in the studio, the phone lines are open, 718-928-9732. If you're up this early and you want to chat with us, come right ahead. I am joined this uh, morning by Molly Densmore. She is a comedian and actor. You can hear her. You can see her. You can see her coming up next Friday, September 7th at uh, at the Broadway Comedy Club. She uh, is a very funny lady. She's been all over the place. Eastville, Stan, uh, Stand. She's been to uh, uh, Grizzly Pear, Creek in the Cave. So uh, I'm really grateful that uh, I could also call her a friend, a neighbor, a fellow karaoke duet partner. Uh, make some noise here. Uh, wh- wherever you are, make some noise wherever you are for make Molly for Molly Densmore. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you're a sweet person. You deserve a sweet intro. No, I'm I'm dark-hearted and, and evil. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't normally get dark-hearted up. Dark-hearted Densmore. Dark-hearted Densmore? It's, I have the kind of last name that you can add anything to it, and I think it kind of sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Like, Crazy Pants Densmore. It's just like a fun last, you know. Danziger's a good one, too. More Danzig than Danzig? Yeah, that's that's, sure. that's That's normally what I say. That's, that's a good one. Did you know what I, I Well, I'm not going to go about this, talk about myself too much here. <laughs> But air guitar. That's all I'm gonna say. I went as the dancer for an air guitar championship. That was probably one of the weirdest things I've ever done, and one of the best things. That's beautiful. What's one of the weirdest gigs you've ever had? Oh man! Oh, I had to sing outside in a Santa hat. I had to sing. Um, they weren't even only Christmas carols, but nobody was there. Um, just for like people walking into a building when I first moved into the city, it was like three, three ladies and we all had Santa hats on and yeah, this really douchey boss who made us like there, he was like, smile, smile, keep singing. I was like, literally no one is here. This sucks. <laughs> Cause you never know when someone's going to walk out that door, they yeah. walk into that door and see your smiling face and they need to feel happy. I think we just made them uncomfortable. You've been living in the city now for a while and that's probably one of the weirds. That was, gigs that was the first thing that came to my mind. First thing that reason. came, and not yeah. even when you first got here, probably. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of another weird one. I mean, that was that is pretty, pretty bad. That was pretty bad too. Like a weird one. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, because that one was weird, but at least it paid re- re- reasonably well. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. They definitely existed. Weird ones. I guess I did. I once did something that I thought it was like a. I guess it was a variety show, but it was also like half was a variety show and half was um this weird little play that these people put together and it was just terrible and i was like what it was just what is this yeah it's not a great story no (laughs) no it's okay i honestly i've had some very weird acting gigs as well i've been here now for 13 years and i've um done not very much stage stuff a lot of the stage stuff that i've done has been pretty um subpar for the most part there's some great experiences i've had for sure but um unfortunately a lot of the first experiences i had were not so memorable. <laughs> I uh, like, oh, I'm just to block them out. I always like to, I don't know, maybe you're different, but I always like to try and look at even like the worst experiences and find anything that could you be good learn. about them. Yeah, yeah. like if, if it's the people that I met who I you know, established good friendships, the fact that I got to perform at this venue, etc. I mean, there's always going to be takeaways that I always try and reinforce the positive. Not everybody feels that way, but yeah. maybe... You, yeah, weird auditions more than the gig. Weird like, auditions, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like where you, they're like, if you keep making it to the next round, you can get money. I'm like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what kind of movie is this? Um, I think there was one thing once, I don't remember what it was, but it was just like a, just a bunch of very green girls, you know, like everybody's wearing jewel tones. Nobody has had like a real job. Everybody's either in college or right out of it. And I don't remember what it was for, but it might've been for some game show. But I remember this creepy dude who didn't speak English very well, kept telling us like, oh, fight each other. Like you guys don't like each other. Fight each other? It was really weird. Not like physically, but he's like, oh, you know, it was just so weird. It was really bizarre. It was a really weird conflict. Day. I want to see conflict. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, you guys can banter and just kind of, you know, insult each other. And we're all, it was just very strange. It was a very strange time. That That is very strange. Yeah. Um, You uh, were saying about auditions and, um, in terms of auditioning, you haven't uh, you you you're working on um, mostly just the comedy right now, but you are auditioning for stuff. You only, you just got back, I should it's say. A couple this weeks ago, you were you were doing a show out in Martha's Vineyard. I was. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Was that like an oh, Oscar sure. Wilde type of joint? It was a pre a premiere of a play called Passionata, and it was it's a really really cute, silly, sweet play. It was kind of. I don't know. It's kind of a farce, but a little bit more of a romantic comedy. It's very ahead of its time for early 1900. Um, it was written. It's contemporary, but it's about the 1900s. And it has to, it's hard to explain, but because it's kind of like farce and all these crazy hijinks and everything, all this crazy stuff happens. But it was essentially like it's about like a gay couple, which is very progressive sure. for the early 1900s. If it's Oscar Wilde involved, there's going yeah. to be some dandies involved, yeah. I imagine. It kind of, the best way I described it, I, I could think to describe it as like a silly Downton Abbey. It was kind of like that. A silly Downton Abbey. Yeah, like a very goofy Downton Abbey. Like a sort of a, a Downton Abbey, a re, like Jer- Jersey Shore, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Jersey Shore. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like silly reality show. That was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I kind of like that. I was in my big gay Italian midlife crisis. <gasps> and that's kind of like Oscar Wilde meets uh, okay. Jersey Shore. Tell what's the, what's the situation with that? That's a silly show. It's um, it was off Broadway. There are like a million versions of it. I don't know. It's been around since like the 90s. I feel like there was like my big gay Italian wedding and then there were like a million offshoots. And now mm-hmm. I think I think they have funeral. My big fat Greek wedding was the yeah. famous one. But that was you're saying that that was the 
It's just a part of the formula. That wasn't even the one that set it off. Yeah, because I remember. Do you ever remember seeing signs for that in the city? Because I can remember being when I was in college, being in the city and seeing my big gay Italian wedding mm-hmm. stuff everywhere. So I'm like, it's just been around forever. I mean, Staten Island people in particular loved it. It's, it's really fun. It was really fun. Uh, it's silly. Yeah. And now that you are back and uh, in terms of doing all the comedy, have uh, you been planning any outs out of city uh, shows or do you really I, I only wanna, do? I want to chill here for a little bit. You want to chill? <laughs> yeah. You got injured recently? I did. I broke my stupid toe the other day when i was walking in my surgical boot a dude on a bike was like don't worry baby you'll be back on the tennis court in no time oh get out of here we have a call caller who are you hello caller um hi hello hello my name is henry franco i'm calling from the new york uh landmark society for colby smith um he's not here right now but i can take a call for him um i'm uh his substitute for today alon danziker um you said your name was what again you're who I'm I'm the fill-in. I'm the, I'm the sub. The sub for Colby. Yes. Well, I can't give you. I can't give you this award. Oh. If you're not him. That's fair. I can tell him that you called though. Um, that doesn't. It doesn't. He needs to. It, he needs to take it himself. You know, he calls us every week. He emails us. We've been getting physical letters. Uh large demonstrations outside of our office. The man really wants to be named a living landmark. And every time that we get to try and get back in touch with him, every time, literally every time, there's somebody else on the line that's not Colby Smith and they can't accept the award. We had a large uh, sunburnt man named Tim Keck the last time we tried to call. Mm. Uh, we made him a landmark because he was just, you know, he was there. I mean, the man looked like he's been tranquilized on a sailboat. Uh <laughs> And just left there for many, many hours. He looks horrible. He yeah. looks like if a scarecrow came to life, <laughs> but not through, like, whatever the, the Midwestern equivalent of Haitian voodoo is, oh that's God. what is is fueling him to sort of do his golem-like tasks. For his Who is this dreamboat? The this point is, is I, I'm cold. sorry, I don't need to uh-huh. travel on. No, 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 no. I appreciate you you, you t- t- telling us about What's this. What's your name? My name is Alon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will never be that uh, worthy of uh, landmark status. Uh, I, You know, look, it's a lot. there's a lot of legalities with uh, with the upkeep of a landmark. So I, I think it just sounds like something that Colby... That's true. They get dirty. They get... You know, I don't even know where Colby's been, man, but I think it needs to be, you know... It, it, there needs to be some cleanliness involved, you know, because otherwise it's not going to meet the standards you live in New York? Are you a New York person? I'm a New York this person. Lady here was a New York person. Maybe I don't know how much. How good do you know New York? Um, I think I know New York. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm you, were, you were talking about that show. <laughs> what before? show? Uh, what is it? Uh, my extra large Maltese fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good way. That that that's that, a New York institution. Yeah, extra large Maltese fuck fest. <laughs> Yeah. That is the sick. Did he say it's, Maltese? It's, I think you did. Yeah. Maltese. Sl- oh, Maltese. I, 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 I thought you said Maltese. I'll, I'll accept Maltese. You want so many a, dogs fucking. some kind of multiple party uh, sort of civil union slash, what's the word, polyamorous triad? Sure. I will pitch it. It will be the seventh installation to my big gay Maltese fuck fetch. <laughs> the audience for that is just ever... <laughs> 
just getting larger and larger. They so all need to be like, but, no, <laughs> they all need to be in prison. If anybody <laughs> buys a ticket to the, what was it again? What kind of, <laughs> the Maltese <laughs> Fuck Fest. <laughs> what kind of venue were we looking to do this at? Uh, is it more of an open air space or you going to have like a black box theater? Down, no matter where it is. There's going to need to be plastic sheeting down. There definitely does. <laughs> well, I, I I do appreciate you calling anyway uh, to let uh, to let us know about this uh, momentous occasion. I'm sorry that he won't be well, here to take the award. Canceled now. And if you see Colby Smith, tell him he's never becoming a landmark. Okay. Tell him also, tell him from me he's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, uh, Perry, right? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I will. You are let, a delight. I will let. Uh, Colby, know that Perry Frankel sends his regards and uh, that you, he, he uh, needs to give you a call right right away. Um, okay, no, never call, never contact me again. No, now, Alan, Alan, if you want to become a landmark, we have a checklist on our website of everything you need to do to to, to be considered for the qualification. Right. Okay, and it's it, all cool New York stuff. I, I certainly hope there will, won't be a, a a fee involved with this because I really am I'm sort of strapped right now for that. Not a monetary fee. Not oh. a monetary fee. There uh-huh. are certain uh, physical feats you'll be required to do, mostly jumping, All right. different heights, yeah, I, I, things I, like that. I could probably swing that. How good are you at jumping? Are you a jumper? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't think I'm any better or worse than anybody else. I'm not. A I've bat. seen you jump. You can. You can jump. Can you get a, into it. I can do it. a good leap. Yeah. Monkey bars. How about monkey bars? Sure. I mean, I haven't been on a playground since I was a child, and I don't have kids, so I have, I'm not That's around. Stay away from that. <laughs> I was just gonna say, please don't lark around. <laughs> I have. Playgrounds are fun. I don't know. I don't do the monkey bars. But I'm bars. a lady, so it's, I guess it's less creepy. It's still slightly creepy. Okay. Me alone on a playground. No, ladies are worse. And we're worse? Not, for, not, not, because, well, the, you know, the fear of diddling isn't there, but you, you guys take them. <laughs> you know? You know, you take them, you raise them as your own, you give them a new name, you, you, you nurse them, etc. That's worse than... Okay. okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to roll this back for a minute. So there's jumping, what, what other uh, qualifications uh, physically jumping. are... Jumping. Monkey bars, lifting boxes, lifting boxes, competitive eating, Repetit- uh, competitive eating, sleep studies where you don't sleep and then other sleep studies where you just sleep all the time. Uh, it's really just trying to break you down, the human part of you down to its base components and to rebuild you as what, you know, what we can safely put our stamp on as a landmark, you know? Yes. Um, well, I'll consider it and uh, I will uh, make sure to tell Colby and then if he... Uh, understands the situation. I imagine um, that he can certainly just pass along the info to me because I- I'm. No, def- no, no. I'm sure Colby is very busy fucking his mother right now. <laughs> and I, I don't want you to take him away from that. Let's no, just, never, <laughs> never contact our office again. You got it. I'll, I'll consider it though, and thank you for the offer. Uh, okay, I appreciate you calling, Perry. Thank yeah. you. You have a nice show now. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Before I was like, "Am I allowed to curse?" He's like, "Dog, fucking." We already talked about like pedophilia. That was that was uh, great. Seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two is the number here in the studio. If you want to chime in at any time and uh, save us from ourselves, nice uh, Sunday morning conversation, <laughs> Molly. Uh, you and I are well uh, established friends from an early age. Uh, you and I were not only neighbors in Woodstock, but we also. Um, did Woodstock Youth Theater together, so we've acted mm-hmm. as kids. 
we also went to the same camp together, and you, uh, uh, I was uh, more of a CIT, excuse me. Someone is on the phone, hello? Hi, hello, this is Colby. Hi, Hi. Colby, what's up? Hi, nothing, I just finished fucking my mother, and I thought I'd check in on the show. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you finally uh, found the time uh, out of your busy schedule uh, to get on calling on your own show. Uh, I got. Yeah, totally. I have Molly Densmore here, and I was just uh, about to start talking about how we know each other because I, 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 that that was my clue in after a phone conversation. Um, oh, yeah. awesome! You, well, uh, you know, I can't wait to hear. Nice to meet you, Molly. I'm excited to hear uh, at your home about that stuff. Hey, do I have any uh, messages? Yeah, uh, you do. Uh, there was a call from a Perry Frankel, and um, it's in regards to you. Be- uh, being uh, selected as a landmark, I think you are. We're applying for landmark. Uh, oh my god! Thanks, uh, I accept. I accept. <laughs> Good. I hear there's a lot of physical uh, uh, requirements involved, like jumping and um, monkey bars. I believe. I think the other thing yeah, that I heard are. was lifting boxes. I've actually I've tried to be a landmark several times, but I kept failing the monkey bar section. <laughs> well, they could be really tricky because they're all spaced out differently depending on the playground. The well, I, I guess, well, that, yes, you know, it's hard. I just, I'm just glad that even though I'm not there, I still get to accept the status as a landmark. Yeah, I just, it's hard because I'm not really sure. You know, I'll, I'll admit this is the first time I've hosted a live call-in show, and so it's just a little bit weird because, like, I'm not sure how to accept and take a message in a <laughs> respectful manner, but... Come on, I, here's what you do. Okay. Here's what you do. What okay? Up? Talk to you, me. You tell Perry Frankel that uh, that uh, I'm coming for him. Okay? <laughs> now that I'm a landmark, there's nothing separating me from him. Okay. This, this, time, this time next year, everybody in New York is going to say, uh, Perry who? And they're all going to be like, sorry, I forgot. Uh, I'm too busy thinking about Colby Smith. Mm. Okay. Got the tension. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how comfortable I feel getting involved in this. Uh, in this, you don't feel comfortable. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I understand it. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want, Colby. I'll fill it for your cell. I'll do your format, everything. Now all of a sudden, I tell you the one simple thing. Is, oh, no, no, no. I don't want you to get your award. Okay. No. All right. I I recant that then. Uh, let 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 let's talk. If you uh, lighten it up, Elon. If you, excuse me, lighten it up. I I'm always lightened up, man. I'm all here to take care and help out as much as possible. It's just a little difficult because I have a guest here, and I- I'm doing all that I can to just try and juggle all He's the things. He's having a nervous breakdown. I'm right having now. He's a, crying. And there's He's somebody out. And there's someone outside the studio here, and I'm just like I feel like a little bit. A little, just I feel. <laughs> I feel like I I'm, I'm I don't know what to do anymore because everyone's g- ganging up on me. I'm just, trying to help. I'm just trying to help everybody here, man. If this goes at all like my show, you'll have that guest there. You'll have lots of things you want to talk to him, and the callers will refuse to let you get to any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fine then. Um, well, honestly, I, I think it's nice to know that uh, you have been so uh, generously accepted with a a, 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 a wonderful status. And uh, yeah. now, now I know what the difference is between us dorks. This is that whereas uh, I am simply just a run-of-the-mill dork you are a landmark dork yeah i'm a landmark i'm just glad that the national uh, that the new york landmark service the awards 
uh, 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 degenerate mom fuckers like me with their <laughs> with their uh, landmark. I just hope they don't find out about that. Why do you want to be a landmark? What did it, I mean? You don't. If it's a whole epic tale, you don't have to explain. But what is happening? No, what? no, it's not an epic tale. It's just that I, I think, given what I've contributed to the city of, of New York over <laughs> the last six years that I've lived there, that I I've what have you done? Recognition, and that's the only thing that uh, is is on par with uh, my achievements. It makes sense. A lot of achievements. It makes sense. Wow. Just just the the brush off from Molly Dredmore. <laughs> What do you, how do you say my last name? What, what is it? Desmore? Densmore. Desmore. Densmore. Like the Doors drummer, but I don't think I'm related to him. On Instagram at Dolly Mensmore. with Dresmore. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's it. That sounds, like, that's it. Not, that sounds like a couch ad. Yeah. <laughs> like a furniture yeah. store ad? Yeah. Two more yeah. with You're Densmore. Welcome. I just gave you your financial future. Thank you. <laughs> Well, listen. No, I want to hear how you guys met, so I'm going to hang up now. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, but, uh, we'll, when, when I see you next, uh, I'll, I'll see if we can get uh, the contact info for our. Uh, no, they don't want you to contact them. So just accept what? the land. Perry Frankel doesn't want you to contact them. So you just accept the landmark uh, status, and uh, we'll, we can move on. But well, I look forward to celebrating that when I see you in person next. Okay. Well, he's going to hear from me one way or another. <laughs> good, good luck, brother. Good luck. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> sir, sir, good to see you. Good to hear you. Hey, right back at you. Okay. So, again, the number here in the studio is 718 928 like I'm still on! Ah! <laughs> ah! Stay on, then. So I'll make Pee Wee Herman noises the entire no, next going. half Bye. hour. Bye. <laughs> Colby Smith, everybody, the host of this wonderful show that uh, has given he's given me the, the reins and I've got my co-pilot here right next to me, Molly Densmore. The national treasure. <laughs> yeah. That, that Colby. That Colby is a national treasure. Uh, let's talk about you, national treasure. Um, oh. Camp. See you welcome. Okay, so we're in 2018. It's yes. August. Uh, <laughs> We've been in 2018 what, no, for a little while. No, 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 I know, but <laughs> unfortunately. August 26th, 1998. Let's say that. Oh, yeah. You, you just finished up with your fourth session at Camp Siwakamano, getting ready for school. How are you? How are you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling like like feeling like Pee Wee Herman? No, no. This is what I wanted to talk about. Um, the kind of sad thing that's also kind of amazing that when earlier you were like, "Oh, do you have any like specific memories from camp?" We were in the car. Um, I the one thing I've ever been really amazing at is tetherball. Like if there was a tetherball in the Olympics, yeah, I would fuck it. There is a picture of me at Camp Suakamano. I'm probably eight years old. I look like it's like you surre- got bangs, girl. I got bangs. I got like pigtails flying. I look like a little like I have like the I have like a Serena Williams esque face on. I'm like in the air about to hit a. There is a line of male counselors trying all trying to beat me at tetherball. And they fucking, they, they couldn't. Like, I was just like dominated that shit. I don't know why I was like a savant at Tetherball, That's... but I probably still could kick some ass. Not good at anything else, <laughs> but Tetherball. They had a Tetherball, um, court, a Tetherball pole, a Tetherball pole. They had a yeah. Tetherball pole on the, on the playground too, and I never did really well at it either. I, do, I think I just got out my aggression. I was like, <clears throat> like, I don't know what it was, but yeah. You were you were the you were the the wonder, wondrous uh, underdog of camp's tetherball uh, unofficial tournament. I was I wasn't if it was in the Olympics I wouldn't be here right I now. I was all about the, training. It was all about Foursquare. Foursquare I remember that I was okay at Foursquare. Yeah, I wasn't, but not like you know, 
not the lamest game in the world, tetherball. That's where I. Sh- that's why I shined. Shown? Yeah. Shined. Shone. You shine. You shine. Yeah, well, I, I remember being a, a CIT, I think, when you were a camper there. And you and I didn't remember this, but you said that I was actually uh, one of your counselors at one point. Well, because not trying of, to toot your own horn, but you were my favorite CIT. It was like, so fun. What did I do that was so fun? I don't know. That's so weird. Like, I know. I, I shouldn't compliment you. Why would I do that? But you're so. <laughs> You were just like, oh my no, God, I so just, fun. I'm just trying to like remember exactly like how a Alon, a 15 year old Alon was acting as a CIT because that was the same year that was, um, that was 1998 when yeah. I was a CIT, God. um, and it, it was, and I never worked there after that, um, that was my last summer working there, and not because I hated the place, but just because I didn't want to like continue feeling like that was the only place that I could possibly find any employment for a summer job. Oh. And also because I think the next summer I was traveling a lot anyway, but um, that was camp. And then what else did you do do for your summers? Like at the end of the summers, were you doing any theater camps at all? Um, no, well, right after Siwakamano, I went to Frost Valley, which is a sleepaway camp. Yes. And I was a CIT there and we had to go on a nine day hike and I haven't hiked since. I was like, I think that was enough for me for my life. Nine days? Nine days. God, the guys got so stinky. Like everyone did, but especially the dudes. We had to go on a nine day hike and I got sick. And I feel like if it was a reality show, I would have hated me because I was just like crying all the time. Molly, <laughs> Molly like, in the wild. Sick. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do more with um, Densmore in the do wild. Do more with Densmore, just me crying and sleeping. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah. it's ten thirty. Uh, just to remind everybody, you are listening to Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I will have a few questions I wanted to get to Molly in a little bit, but just before I forget, I wanted to remind everybody that uh, with regards to Radio Free Brooklyn's teen after school program that's happening, we have uh, been partially funded to start an after school program for local teenagers in twenty nineteen. Our grant will, however, only pay for so much, and we still have a long way to go to make sure this dream becomes a reality. The after-school program will allow teens from Brooklyn area schools to learn about media and media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals currently working in radio and journalism. Each participant will each create their own radio show, which will air on Radio Free Brooklyn on a new dedicated stream. So we'd love for you guys out there to make this program happen by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool, reading more about the program, and donating whatever you can afford. And remember, again, we are a 501c3 non-for-profit community organization, so the donations you give to us are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash school. Thank you so much for your support. Again, with Molly Densmore here. And actually, not to riff off that copy for a minute, but uh, were you ever involved with any sort of voice work or radio? I know you do some voice work, but did you ever do anything of that when you were a kid? Did you ever like have the wherewithal to think about it? I think once I did Sesame Street when I was little, I was, I don't know, I think it's just because maybe there was some Sesame Street producer in Woodstock, I don't know, but they had a part in it. I don't know, there was like something in Sesame Street where you would, they would just like show pictures and you just have to be like, three, a door, refrigerator. Like I just had to like yell random things. Yeah. I think that was only childhood thing. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know how I've gotten voiceover work because I feel like I just sound stoned all the time. And maybe that's because I'm from Woodstock. But I guess everybody hates listening to their own voice. But I, I hear myself and I'm like, I just sound so like overly chill. I feel like, <laughs> like I'm just like, hi. Like I don't. 
<laughs> monotone. Don't give a fuck. We have um, a, a really amazing radio station that we uh, have in Woodstock called WDST uh, 100.1 uh, FM. It's like a more or less adult contemporary rock. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, but it's good stuff. And the people who work there are great. And I did have an opportunity to not do any voice work with them. But I got to like work at the radio station, which was really fun. And getting a chance to like be involved with radio at that time. I realized that this is why I'm not succeeding in acting because I'm succeeding too much in radio <laughs> because I have that interest uh, and being able to get out, you know, or, or behind the boards and uh, behind the mic and just go off, go off, go off a lot. Uh, I don't hate the sound of my own voice, but I don't love it. I think I've just learned to just adapt to it. And I like, well, you're probably you're used to it by now, probably. I'm too accustomed to it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most people don't like the sound of their... When most people hear their own voice, they're like, Ugh. Oh, dude, when I had my wife here for a show, uh, we did, you know, Lost and Rewound on every Thursdays, like, you know, a, a, where we go back and listen to old audio from yesteryears. And I had her in the studio here with me listening to her grandfather's, like, vinyl from ni- the 1970s. And she probably won't ever want to listen to that episode, but she was so game to be here anyway, just since it was, like already kind of a, a difficult sell to even get her here somebody who does not have any involvement in acting or voice work or any of the kind whatsoever they're better to have you like, being, talk like we're do you like hanging around people who aren't actors specifically or <laughs> or do you like per, do, you per, do you prefer being around people who are uh, of your same interest kins do you like standing out? You have to mix like, it up, right? Yeah, you, you do have to mix it up. up. You can't be around all all one kind of person all the time. But do you thrive being the actor in the group? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do I thrive? Do you do you, do you thrive at being unique, or do you like blending in? Oh God, I don't know. That's a weird. It really depends because there are very. I like funny people. I like when people are silly and laughing. I don't like when people don't have senses of humor, or especially. I feel like this happens with dudes more. They're like, I don't laugh. No laughter. Like fuck you. Change that. Just fucking. It's so annoying. So usually, um, yeah. Usually I like being around creative people and funny people. But yeah. you gotta, yeah. And there are a lot of creative, funny people who are not in acting or comedy. And that's you know. Let me get to these questions. Uh, every week here on Young Persons Radio, Colby has devised a very specific list of questions that he asks all the guests. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am going to, in good accordance to being a. Being a studio, being being a Radio Free Brooklyn oh, guy radio. myself, I'm be, being a company man, being a team player. I'm I will gonna... only answer your questions like this. Okay, then. talk like this. Well, I'll ask them like this as well. Just okay. So... Okay. <laughs> who is an actor or an actress who anytime you see them on a the screen, you go, oh, neat. Now, uh, Bugsy Malone. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I go, oh, neat. I love Kristen Wiig so much. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to, she's not underrated at all, but I think she is underrated as like a dramatic actress. I think she's brilliant. I think every choice she makes is like, it blows my it's a good fucking call. mind. There's a lot of the SNL actors in general whom the minute they do something dramatic, it ends up being really good. But it tends to sort of be this sort of overlooked nature where you're just looking to you know make the big cash cows <laughs> like the, the Bridesmaids, etc. is all like the really funny movies. But when it comes to something like, what was the movie that... um the skeleton twins or whatever? yeah oh my god bill Hader, he's amazing yeah, yeah. like i barry barry's like gotten more dark and like the hand like darker than the handmaids too. didn't barry <laughs> like, get so a emmy, emmy nominations too i'm sure i'm really bad at award stuff but i'm sure it has it's really 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 cool. I, I can't answer that question in good faith and i think i tried to the last time anyway but robin williams i think would still be, oh, probably yeah. be 
mine. Yeah. But I'll probably. I'll, I'll, but if it's someone who's living, I'll have to try and figure out a way to answer this. It's not important what I think. It's important what you think. So your answer for <laughs> well, that. Well, did you see the new Christian HBO? Wake. The the HBO Robin Williams. So I need to get that because it was on demand, um, and, and I didn't see it when it aired live. So now I have to like find it I'll in my DVR. My you get the HBO password. Give me the HBO password. I should just give it out on the radio. I give it on the radio here. My friend must be so pissed. Seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. You want to get the HBO password? Password for my friend. He's like, how come I couldn't have watched all of these things? Number two. Question number two. You're stricken ill. What show? This could be, I guess, whatever show. TV show. Whatever Netflix. You're stricken ill. What show do you put on while you heal? Well, mm, this could just like be very. You're like in bed. You're bedridden. Well, this I have been. I was kind of bedridden for a couple days because I broke myself. So I'm trying <laughs> to think of what I. What did I binge? Oh, I watched Shameless. I binged Shameless. It you, was really good. You would continue binging Shameless, though. I finished. That's how much I binged it. Oh shit! I will. The last season that was up there. That's what I it was really good. There's, yeah. a, there's so many shows to uh, really just get out in one day. I watched the whole first season of Glow Ooh, on one I afternoon. I haven't watched that. Everybody tells me to. Also, I watched, well, everybody is, every time I've done stand-up, almost, when I go off stage, the host is like, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, to the point that I was like, I cannot watch this show because I will kill Rachel Brosnahan and, like, steal her life because I want it so bad. <laughs> but I watched one episode. It was great. So, Kristen, when you're like, oh, neat, you see uh, what's her last name? Was it Rachel Brosnahan? I'm Bro- probably saying it wrong. You, then you see her and you're like, I give want your life. Give me your life. And I actually wrote, my friend oh, was neat. like, neat. My friend told me to write the casting director, like, people involved with the show, and he's like, just see if you can get on it. And I, I knew as soon as I he said that, I was like, they're just going to get back to me with extra work. And I did. And then they just send me, like, a text message a day being like do you want to be an extra I'm like no I don't fucking want to be an extra give me like something being an extra on a show that you otherwise love would be the dream wouldn't it no I don't want to be I hate extra work it's miserable yeah that's when they're like featured like I would do like a line or something but I don't want to just no well you're union so you could definitely I'm not I'm equity I'm not sag oh sorry got it Understood. Yeah. yeah, but even so, like if you were, for okay. example, a union, then you would you have to get a feature uh, at least, or at least one line. I, I would do it for one line, even if it was, yeah. Like, call the butcher. I don't know. I would say anything. You know what a show I would love to be <laughs> no, featured on? I'd love to, if the dream would get any, to get any walk out on high maintenance. I have it, yeah. Because so yeah, many yeah. people have gotten to be, do walk ons on there, and I just, I'm, I, I love it. I just think it's so well written, and like the and the inclusions of how people are in it. I just think that they would look so good for you real. Heard that high maintenance. Get Alon Dancer. Please give him something, Dude, and I give s- me marvelous Miss Maisel something on there. Just let me let us say one word on these shows. That's all we ask. Yes, just something. One word. Hi, that's not number three. Uh, what's an internet trend that drives you just goddamn nuts? Oh. <laughs> an internet trend or a meme or something anything well, or a I think word just a phrase fact, the fact that I don't understand half of what's happening and makes me feel nine years old like I was just trying to do an Instagram highlight and I don't know if it's because there's no real service in here but I was like I don't understand that it took me I still don't get it like there are certain things I just don't know how to do anything so Instagram <laughs> stories is a trend that you just drives I you nuts I that I don't like it it's annoying that I don't I don't know I feel like I'm 
I don't know, I guess I'm a millennial, but on the, we're, I guess, are we both, well, are you a millennial? Because I'm on the break, I'm like on the, I think it's technically, it's 1980 to 2000. It's anybody born in that time. I just don't understand why I have to have a label. I've never understood, (laughs) I can't deal with that. Maybe I'm just like totally up my own ass, but like, and I likely am, and that's why I have millennial tendencies. I would say that I'm cusp. Uh, just, cusp, just, yeah. just like I'm Sagittarius and Capricorn cusp, so I'm a stubborn, uh, creative person. And you believe in bullshit. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> it, it can be the case, yes. Or I'm suspensive disbelief that I'm willing to accept until otherwise uh, told not to do that. Uh, <laughs> because why would I? Um, there, I, I'm, I'm susceptible always. Um, no, I am totally all about uh, having the. Um, what were we talking? <laughs> internet, internet for yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I just I, I can't uh, get down with it too much. Uh, the, yeah, I'm like, what is a meme? I just don't, <laughs> like you kids and your gif gifts. I just don't care. Like I don't. I tried having Twitter. I can't do it. I just I'm not. I don't know. I like Instagram. I guess. What is um the you were an early adopter of Instagram. You it took no, you, I was later. Took some cajoling to finally do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being in social media, uh, when you want to promote yourself, does it feel more la- labor, like laborious, or you're not really into the whole idea of, of self promotion when you could just like tell somebody and yeah, just I'm just get not really good at that stuff. Like I'm not good at the business part of my like. Like I feel like I'm pretty good at like the art part, but yeah. I need, like I don't, I still don't really have like a good website. Like I don't have like I'm I'm so good at promoting myself right now. I'm not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like I don't know. I just like back in the olden days. I'm just gonna go back to this. Like there was you know you had somebody do all that stuff for you. Now you just like have to be a mogul at everything. And I'm like I ugh, Jesus. Why can't it be the the good old times when. You just had to do a little dance, and then they paid you, and everybody took care of everything else. I don't know when that it happened. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of energy to promote yourself and yeah, pimp, your, it's hard. pimp yourself. It feels out. gross too. It's just like let me market myself. It's just anno- it's just annoying, and I shouldn't I shouldn't look at it like that. I should be more gung ho about it. But I, I only just started watching BoJack Horseman, but I sense <laughs> that it's going to be this whole trajectory that I'm going to be watching about looking at hollywood and looking at like how to promote ourselves at even just like the very basic necessity of just getting ourselves through a day yeah, i wish we could all be doesn't bill murray not have any like he's not in any union he doesn't, he doesn't have, have an agent, agent. like you have we to should, call I, him i just you gotta i want to be as amazing as bill murray nobody could god himself herself their self so <laughs> would when, not be as good as bill murray's like <laughs> yeah league of his own <laughs> um, That's what I want. I want to be Bill Murray. Seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two is the phone number here. If you want to call in and uh, chime in for anything at all, that yeah, we uh, talk about God being non-binary. Yeah, and I think I said there. So I can't use words right now. You could rem- you could remind me what I uh, totally zonked out and talking about because I you know just minds flying miles a minute Whoa. here. We have a fourth question. This is a very, very particular one. Mm-hmm. So please uh, feel free to uh, uh, stop me if this is a little... Oh, you know. I talk about anything. Okay. You find yourself in a casino. <laughs> That's already... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's already... Never. You find yourself in a casino. Okay. You look down in your hand. What's that? It's $200 worth of chips. Which game do you play first? 
I don't know anything about casinos. This Neither do I, right? <laughs> okay, when, I, I when, when I saw this picture, I was like, hmm, I hope she likes craps. I don't know anything about any of that. I would just want to do the machine where you pull it and then you try to get the same banana picture. And then you go, hello. You, you, you <laughs> no, never got involved with any gambling ever never, once in your life? no. You never been to Vegas? No. No. No, but I'm boring as... Atlantic City? Nope. Never, never stepped into a casino ever? I stepped into a casino in Connecticut. What? what was it called? I don't remember. I just felt... Foxwoods. Yes, I probably. I, I just felt gross as soon as I was in there. And I bought, like, apple butter for my mom as, like, a present or something. And it cost, <laughs> wait, wait, like... you bought apple butter I bought inside apple a casino? Butter. Yeah, and it was, like, $1,000. How like, much did you bid for it? I didn't. It was in a store. A it, was, like, it was like a million dollars for some fucking apple butter. I don't know. That's all I remember about it. I didn't play anything. Just walked yeah. around. It. I know nothing about. Uh, honest to God, the only reason I will. I mean, maybe it's different now, but stepping into a casino just sounds like the absolute worst possible idea because yeah. they stink. I mean, it was kind of sticky. It was more just like flore. It just was depressing. It was yeah. just fluorescent sadness. As soon as you just you could smell the the desperation i don't know it was it was weird i didn't do any gambling when i was in new orleans but uh, some friends of uh i was in a there for a bachelor party and we were just down there and there's this one big casino that's right by the, the river and we i went in there with one of the people in the party but uh neither of us were really into gambling so we just like went and took a seat over by like the restaurant bar and it luckily didn't stink that much because the last time I had been into a casino before was somewhere in Arizona with family, and it just reeked of cigarettes and cigars. I was cigars. just going to say, can people still smoke in there? That's what That's I'm what saying. That's what I think of, like... That's what I think, too. <laughs> Everybody smokes. I just associate people who just spend the entire day and lose track of the day, which yeah. is really uh, really sad and uh, heartbreaking, but they just... It stinks so there much there. There needs to be a bald guy rolling a dice. <laughs> there needs to be all the cigarettes. There needs to be a really old ladies wearing, like, pasties and just like carrying like a cigarette girl like carrying stuff around that's what i that's what i assume yeah going on. precisely um last question what's the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry <laughs> question that made me cry um uh, i don't oh oh i cried well this i guess this isn't dumb um oh once when I had to cry in a movie, I couldn't, like, I was trying to think of stuff that would make me sad, and I couldn't think of it. And the thing that finally did it was, like, a montage in Tootsie, when it was, like, all of my life. And they're, like, it's, like, the montage with Jessica Lang, and he's thinking about how much, or he's, like, visiting her, and, and like, there's, like, the baby. And he's, like, mm, maybe I won't be a dick, and I'm wearing a dress. And it's, like, that whole thing. Like, I just thought about that, and I was, like, <laughs> like that that did it for that, some reason. That movie that memory made got me to where I needed to be. Tootsie. When did when did you first watch Tootsie for the first? When did you when did you, when how old were you when you first watched Tootsie? I think it was later. I think it was in my twenties. I didn't see it for yeah. I, I never. I was late in the game. Tootsie. Were there a lot of classic movies that you realized? Oh shit! I have to watch this because it will be like integral to be able to talk about in conversations. Yeah, when people were like, "You haven't seen that?" Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was one of them. I can't think of any other specifics right now. Probably, I've never finished Casablanca. I always like fall asleep. <laughs> like I can't do it. <laughs> like Casablanca, even, whatever. Even if like you put it on Netflix, or not even when it's like showing up on the on like random movie channel. I can't do. it. I love old movies. Like Some Like It Hot is probably my favorite movie. I love, old, but I just I get so bored. I just I don't know. 
Maybe that's... Is it just the plotting in the way that uh, maybe it doesn't feel like it's playing to your needs? Oh, I remember what I was talking about now. Yeah, it's not playing to like your aesthetics. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I realized where I remember I was going to talk about before, and it maybe ties in a little bit with this, which is, mm-hmm. is that I am not a millennial, for record. I'm on the cusp. On the cusp. Like Sag and, and Capricorn. I'm, I'm not quite a millennial, um, but I hang out with millennials. So I feel like if, if I'm not a millennial, even the case, I still know so many. Yeah. Um, but this ties into a little bit because when you're watching a movie and you appreciate the way that it was, that you know, cinema was produced back uh, in a time that was totally, you know, uh, alien to the way we look at movies now, which are not nearly as product placement as they used to be. Or maybe that was TV shows. But I feel like there was a different kind of movie making that was happening even before the 70s. And like every decade, there's like these trends that you see. Is there like a favorite decade of film that you tend to gravitate towards? I don't know. I feel like 90s was probably because it's nostalgic. There's something about... Have you noticed in 90s movies, there's like a particular graininess to... That's not bad, but like I feel like I can be... I mean, I don't have cable, but you could be like channel surfing and like in two seconds, I will know if it's a 90s movie because it has a very specific yeah. like vibe. Yeah. Like, oh, it's... But I don't know. Um, you must have rented a lot of uh, videos from the video store, huh? I know. Where are they? Probably in an attic somewhere. Wait. Back in... The VHSs. The VHSs that you of, rented, you kept? Not rented. No, well, who knows? Probably, who, well, there if, were if some, I did keep them, who the, the fuck would want them now? I think we, by mistake, we, I don't know who rented. It wasn't me. But I remember coming back from college one break and saw that, like, either my sister, probably my sister, had rented Be Kind, Rewind, and never returned it. <laughs> the Michelle Gondry movie with, um, yeah, I, I think, Jack Black and Moe's Deaf were in it. I oh, say. yeah. Anyway, but at any rate, um, or Napoleon Dynamite. I God, think we're gonna have it. to tell that to our to our kids. That what? we have. We used to. You used to have to rewind. It would say they'd give you a reminder. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that the one movie that that they actually did, did that was kept around was a movie that's exactly. They're about still that. waiting for it. There, they kept the video store open specifically for that purpose. God They're like nobody's been in here for twenty years. That's so troubling because it looks totally different now. But I bet you anything. Like there's a little bit of. A secret enclave of whatever the new story is that's there now. Who knows? DVDs, videos. I I, I still have VHS. I have a VHS player. Shit, because you're not? a hipster. So okay, <laughs> can we to- can we just talk about that for a second? Because I'm I'm willing to ex- no, embrace. No, I think we do too. We have one somewhere. I don't know what that means though. What does that word mean anymore? And I don't know. I don't know either. That you have a VHS player. That I have. A or v- that you live in Brooklyn and you're but, white with a VHS player. And you wear like ironic t-shirts. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what being a hipster. I don't know. I think my I'm a hipster, but I'm hipster adjacent depending because I think it depends on where I am. Like if I go home to Woodstock, I'm definitely a hipster. In Williamsburg, I am not a hipster. What, how often do you go back and visit home? I should go uh, more. If that's still home. Yeah, you well, still call it home. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It depends. I like I like to go you know, once every few months, if I can, but I haven't been in a while. You're um, you, I mean, you you still have a lot of friends that live out there, up up there. I have a couple, not that many. It's also hard because I don't have a car, and then you have to feel like you're like a twelve, you know, a young teenager or something, and you can't get a, you know, yeah, have to get rides and shit. I don't know. It's there, there's annoying. there's something really poetic about waiting for the bus and seeing people that you know while waiting for the bus in town, and then you get to the city two and a half hours later and 
you've been on the same bus with this person for X amount of hours, and chances are, if you haven't been talking their ear off, they've been talking your ear off, or you guys have just been willfully ignoring each other and getting to get get some sleep. But you're that kind of, but you're the kind of like talky guy and got like a happy I'll talk to you face. I'm very like just resting bitch face. I'm like, don't even look at me right now on this bus. So yeah, I don't know. I don't like. God's, God, if you're on a bus with somebody who's a talker, God, Jesus, and it's like a long thing you have to do that the whole time. It's not nearly as bad as being stuck in a radio sh- uh, on a radio show having to talk to someone who wants to talk your ear off. But it's <laughs> no, like, that's... that's whatever. But then when you're doing. <laughs> That'd be great if I'm like, I refuse to speak. <laughs> I'm wearing a mime on here. The, the fact that you've got uh, uh, enough uh, time, to, time to go back up uh, and visit. Um, Chances are you do value travel quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You get out of the city as much as you can. Well, I think that's also what's cool about doing shows. It's kind of like people call it showcation. It's it can be very stressful because you usually like only in a lot of equity contracts you get like two weeks to rehearse. But then as soon as the show's up, you're like, wee! I can you know get out of the city for a bit. It's nice. You were in Martha's Vineyard as mentioned earlier yeah. this summer. And are you auditioning for projects that will likely as well take you out of the city again? Or are you happy Not to stick since around? I've been back. I want to be here for a little bit. Yeah. And do fun radio shows with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, comedy is a very important uh, new um, uh, tool in your um, box of tricks. You should say. Box of tricks. Box of tricks. <laughs> Just like pulling in shit your out of a hat. Trick box. In my trick box. Comedy. I've got this. I've got You've been doing it for a while now. And yeah, do it off and on for a while. Can you uh, specify one particular uh, trend that you found in your comedy in terms of like what people can expect when they see you stand up? Is there like a certain feel that you that has come as permeated <laughs> over time? I just started incorporating ukulele. Oh. I don't even play ukulele. I really... Okay, so... <laughs> I bought it... Um, Oh, God, this is embarrassing. Why didn't you um, bring the ukulele with you? I, I gave you a ride here, God oh, damn it. man. Yeah, but I start, I bought it, like, specifically for comedic purposes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just started, like, doing some weird, like, some little songs and stuff, and that's kind of new. But I think I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure it out, but you I'm make, pretty weird. Like, I, I don't know. I, I definitely am, yeah, I, I have no idea. Do you but, make videos at all online and post them? Are you, something I, I, like on my Instagram? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to work this. I'm just a weird cusp uh, millennial <laughs> pseudo hipster, evidently. <laughs> so I don't know how Instagram works. I just use Instagram to post photos of my hedgehog. You know, that's it. You know, it's a dope reason. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a dope AF reason a, to you use just proved IG. You were on the, it's a dope <laughs> AF reason. Um. Yeah. You've, and you've gotten to meet that hedgehog too. Actually. I did. It's just cute. I was afraid it was going to get hurt, like it was going to prick me, but it yeah. didn't. I probably should have said this sometime earlier in the show that I do uh, happen to own a hedgehog. The show isn't about me. I'm just hosting the show, so I was it's trying. It's a whole to... show every week about Alon and his hedgehog. No. Oh, that'd be so cute. You could put little like earphones on. Him. I almost brought her to the studio today. What? I know, but then we would have had to take so many calls. But like, are you? Like the landmark people would have been like, is there any reason why? <laughs> I just picture people walking by and just seeing you and a hedgehog alone in a like a recording <laughs> studio with like tiny little headphones on it. They're like, please <laughs> take you away in a stretcher. Nobody knows what a hedgehog is when they see. It. They're like, is that what? What, what is that? Yeah, not people don't know animals. Did you have animals growing up? Did you have pets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dogs and hamsters. That was it. 
That was <laughs> the dog. The dogs and the hamsters dogs cohabitated. The hamsters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to think about like having a dog when it comes to like having a, any little animal, or really like how any little animal is going to react to a large animal. They just animal. used to stare at each other. I had a Bernese Mountain dog who was so cute, and uh, oh, those are those are not small creatures. They those are, are giant. They're and, humongous. Yeah, she was, she's actually pretty small for her kind. But I remember she and the hamster would just look at each other. They would just stare, just stare off, <laughs> tiny brains. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like, like I'm playing the the Bernie the Bernie's Mountain Dog, and you're playing the hamster, and I'm just like looking at you, saying, "You're not gonna get any of my food, are you?" <laughs> it started out sounding like Buffalo Bill, and then <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck you so hard. I really hope that's not what my Bernie's Mountain Dog said. I hope no, they did not no, fuck no, my no, hamster. No, no. Oh my it's very upsetting. Oh goodness. Um, this has been such a fun hour uh, where we have to wrap up in a little bit, but we still got some time. Uh, I just wanted to uh, reiterate that uh, Radio Free Brooklyn has a ton of amazing talk shows that are coming up today, including one starting up just a little bit called Point of Order, which is an amazing sports show, and there'll be plenty to chat about um, on that show. So stick around for that uh, at 11 a.m. And you can listen to me blabber on every Thursday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am uh, your host for Lost and Rewound, 3 to 4 p.m. every Thursday, uh, right in between Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit and Brooklyn Bandstand. The uh, uh, show is about old audio. Um, You may have heard from this hour how, like, obsessed I am about talking about things from childhood or just, like, going back and rediscovering roots. So there's a little more of that, plus some audio uh, daily doubles included in there as well. Um, Molly, people could find you on Instagram. At Dolly Mensmore, which also will be my porn name one day. Dolly Mensmore. Will... Dolly Mensmore, right? It's good. It, it is, it's, it's catchy. There's <laughs> a nice catch to it. Yeah, yeah. catch. But yeah, that's, that's me. Um, and you're also on Twitter at, as well there. At Dolly Mensmore. I really don't go on there. I'll try, you know. If, I can't go on the there anymore. anymore. It, I'll do it. I don't know what to tweet about anymore because I feel like I have to just retweet something that's really important instead of saying something irreverent. It's just we all get more. We're all depressed after we go on social media. So follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this has been great. Thank you uh, to everybody out there who uh, decided uh, to spend a little of their Sunday morning. We didn't really get many calls except for um, Perry uh, Frankel (laughs) about the uh, sunburn. What did he say? He looks like a sunburnt whale something <laughs> scarecrow <laughs> and uh yeah and then otherwise uh thanks again to colby for calling in and uh for giving me this slot with my good friend molly uh thanks for having me on. thank you this has been the sunday august this has been the i know the date it's the august 26th version of young persons radio here on radio free brooklyn uh be sure to be student stay tuned for the next show and uh, next week uh, another new edition this time with a less rambly Alon Danziger at the helm <laughs> uh, yeah I'm just going to look for uh, a song to play us out and maybe I won't have a song to play us out maybe I'll just uh, create a song right here with a fake ukulele oh there you go do 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 do